What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining me here on Let It Grow Investing. We're going to be talking all things uh, investing right now. We've got uh, news from the Federal Reserve. We've got some more earnings reports out. We've got some uh, movement on T-bills and uh, yields on I-bonds. We've got a little bit of everything to cover today, so I'm going to dive right in and um, get started here. So uh, first up, we do have the Federal Reserve coming out just now, literally one second ago. I got uh, an article here that is saying that the, the Federal Reserve is going to hold interest rates at highest level since 2001. We are not getting the bump, right? So we would um, expect that the the stock market would be moving up on that uh, that news here. The NASDAQ is sitting up about 0.6%. The S&P is up about a third of a percent. And the Dow is up about a quarter of a percent. So uh, that is kind of what we expected. I think a lot of this news was a little bit baked in as we were watching some of the CME FedWatch tool. Um, and we were looking at what other economists were saying about the market and the fact that there is a lag effect on all the rate hikes that we've done, how fast they've bumped up. And uh, everything else that is going on in the economy. We also had some ADP data come out and say that uh, job wage growth is slowing at the uh, uh, the largest rate, I believe, in the past two years. Uh, let me get over to that story as well. Let me go ahead and pull that one up. But that is uh, a good good news and bad news, right? For the uh, for the companies, it's good news that we can uh, retain employees and. And not have to pay this uh, this wage gap spiral that was just kind of getting out of control there for a while. And on the uh, other side of it, for consumers uh, or for those those workers, right, it's going to be a little bit tougher, right? We might not be hopping from job to job as quick uh, and looking for that 10, 15% jump if uh, we know that uh, the, the job security is not quite the same, right? We, we don't see as many people looking for new workers. So, uh, a little bit harder there, and uh, with the the rise of prices of everything, uh, definitely going to put uh, a little bit of a hurting on uh, those pocketbooks. So, I am definitely watching that. That is certainly something that we are taking in stride. Uh, I think everyone's kind of got an, an eye on how much is going out the door, and it seems like not as much is coming back in. Uh, I think we've kind of got a little bit of that cooked in from uh, some different pandemic payments and and you know handouts that were going on. And now that is ab about winding down, it looks like. So uh, we've got all that out there. I'm definitely uh, concerned about what the Fed does next and how long we stay at this elevated level. You know, Like I said, the highest since 2001. And uh, we will ultimately see what happens on a lot of these earnings reports. As of right now, it's looking like unless a company comes out and has great earnings, great uh, results, they guide higher or they, uh, um, you know, go above the general consensus as to where uh, a lot of economists thought and where uh, Wall Street thought they were going to be, we're seeing them sell off. Uh, we've seen that on quite a few names. You know, Meta was one of the ones that we were watching and uh, they they actually trended down on good news. We've, we've seen this time and time again from a lot of different companies right now. So it's really hard to get a, a handle on what the market is doing. Uh, we've also had uh, the government, I want to check this one as well, uh, coming out and saying that uh, I bonds are going to be issued, I believe at five point two seven percent. Let me go ahead and uh, and pull this one up here and see exactly where this was. Uh, let me get uh, get back to this. We've got 
AMD, I wanted to cover that. We've definitely got some AMD news. Uh, yep, the Treasury Department announced that Series I bonds will pay 5.27% annual interest starting in November through April of 24, up from the uh, the previous 4.3% annual rate offered since May. So we are looking for a little bit more money on those Series I bonds. And uh, if you're looking for safe, uh, you know, income, that could be a good way to to do that. Um, you know, obviously your your growth is capped out at that 5.27. But uh, if you're comfortable with that number, that is a, a very safe way to do so. So we've got that. We've got, uh, you know, I believe that the tenure is actually trending down today. And uh, a lot of different things are showing that that is actually going to be helping equities as well. If you can't get as much yield as in the in the ten year, if that's going to trend down, uh, we've got to uh, roll back into equities. Uh, granted, the ten year is still pretty strong as well. So there's a lot of different things going on, a lot of moving parts, and I think a lot of that is also guiding the stock market. Right? If if we've got uh, the, you know pretty solid earnings, but we're selling off. Where are people going? Well, they might be going to bonds. They might be going to treasuries. They might be going this way or that way, right? They might want more consumer staples and not so much in the way of growth or tech. And we've seen that as well. And uh, a lot of people looking for those companies that have, you know, a three, four percent dividend that are tried and true. And um, they don't really want to go into those riskier assets right now because it seems like they just keep selling off. So why do I want to buy them if it's just going to go lower? So that is definitely something that has a lot of investors concerned as well. Uh, so uh, I did see on uh, cat earnings, those uh, those earnings were solid as well. I believe we had a double beat, but uh, they also guided and said that uh, it was going to be a little bit tougher out there going forward. Uh, so it doesn't look like as many people are going to be spending on those construction uh, type pieces. And uh, that ultimately uh, hurt cat uh, after earnings. We had a uh, a pretty massive drop from about 243. Now we're sitting at 229. Uh, they're up on the day about one and a half percent, but uh, that quick drop based on simply that that next quarter guide and not knowing it and, and having a little bit of uncertainty around the name certainly hurt the stock price. Uh, again, I still think it's a solid company. I think there's a lot of great names out there that are trending near their 52 week lows that you might want to start taking a look at. I'm not saying cat's the one for you, but I'm saying there are some stocks that are entering into that value territory. We kind of talked about that on the last episode. And then the the stocks that I was looking at for uh, week 45 of our investing challenge, uh, some of those kind of made that uh, that criteria as well. Uh, looking at the trailing 12-month PE on cat, though, it's sitting at 12.8. And that doesn't mean that that's going to uh, you know be a super great entry point. That just simply means that's where uh, the it's trading at versus the the past 12 months. And uh, you know, I can take a look at where this is going forward. Uh easier for me to do that on the uh, on the cell phone app and pull up the the Reuters report here. So let me go ahead and do that just for uh just for argument's sake and we'll see what uh, cat is looking like going forward, but you've got about a 2.3% dividend which doesn't really have a lot of investors excited when you can get, you know, like I said, 5% going into some different treasury yield and have the safety and not not have something that's going to lose value in the stock market, right? So uh, if I'm looking at CAT over on Reuters, let's go ahead and get that one pulled up. We've got, uh, nope, that's Starbucks. That's not what I wanted. CAT, let's, uh, let's get back to that. Analyst research, Reuters, and then we've got... Um, 
about 17% of upside on CAT. So that's definitely nice. We've got uh, 13% of revenue growth for 23, 17% by the end of 24. We've got a decent dividend growth, 8.2%. Dividend payout's pretty low, but let's get to the uh, the forward PE is actually trending at 11.9 times. Their five-year average is a 17, and uh, that's a 30% discount to their five-year average. So it is trading lower, uh, but like I said, they're they're expecting a lot of this growth to slow down. Uh, so the, the peg ratio... It's looking like we're creeping back up, but we're still underneath the five-year average of a 1.4. We are sitting at a 1.2. So still, uh, in my mind, a little bit undervalued. Uh, I would definitely take a look at adding to this position for myself. But uh, you have to know that the next uh, you know, 18 months or so could be rough with uh, these rates that are higher. Not as many people building, which means not as many people buying Caterpillar products. Um, but you know, all the old Caterpillar, uh, equipment, myself included, uh, in the landscape trade, you know, the, you, you pay up for those, uh, those yellow parts that they sell. So, uh, case in point, I had to, uh, replace an ECM on a skid loader and, um, man, I thought it was going to be an $1,800 part. It ended up being a $3,600 part if I went ahead and ordered it from cat. Uh, simply for a computer that is found on so many pieces of equipment and they have them, you know, laying on the shelf and in uh, mass. It's kind of crazy, but that's what it is. So, uh, again, paying up for those parts. Uh, if people aren't going to be buying new equipment, they're going to be buying, um, you know, parts and in, in, in the shop to get them fixed. So I still think Caterpillar's got a, a great company, one that's going to be needed, although the cycle out there might be a little bit slower on some of the construction side of things. Uh, I think they're still going to be spending on, you know, roadways and bridges and everything else that uh, their equipment does do. But uh, you got to be mindful of the overall uh, economic structure that's going on out there that can simply wipe out a part of these uh, these companies' businesses. Uh, another company that's going through a lot of problems right now with uh, some of their business is actually NVIDIA. And uh, when we're looking at NVIDIA, NVDA, we're looking at... Uh, a company that is really looking to grow in AI, but now they have some uh, trade restrictions with China. That is one of the big things that's costing them about $5 billion in sales is what it's looking like right now. So if you are wondering why we had this massive drop uh, on NVIDIA down to around three, I'm going to call it around 390. Uh, this one was certainly painful over the past five days. Uh, it gave up a lot, but then, uh, you know, today comes back in and it's up 2%. We're back up to 416. I was able to buy this a little bit under $400. I should have bought more, but, uh, you know, that bank account is, uh, only so, so broad right now. So we've got, uh, we've got that going on looking to, uh, to buy some more when it does dip down. I still believe this is a very strong company. And uh, I don't think that the trade restrictions are going to be the, the end all of, uh, of NVIDIA. So I'm still looking to add in to this one. It's a company with uh, just monumental revenue growth over the next two years. I definitely want to be in uh, anytime I can get this one on sale. And I definitely think below 400 was a, a solid sale price. I did add a little bit more right above 400. Uh, but I am looking to build up this position before this thing really takes off. And uh, I know a lot of people think that's crazy, but I do have a, a feeling that this one's going to run up into the mid 500s within the next 12 months or so. Just my two cents, uh, not financial advice, just just my opinion here. 
Uh, so we've got that. We've got uh, AMD. They actually came out as well and uh, trended down on that news, right? They had a double beat. They beat on earnings. They beat on EPS uh, or they beat on revenue and EPS. Sorry about that. We've got, uh, you know, trending down last night uh, after hours when they reported. But now today they're up 7.77%. That's a pretty lucky number here. So we've got... Uh, you know, uh, what looked like a potential slowdown for uh, some of their business sectors, uh, some of their peripheral businesses, I believe in cloud. I forget the uh, the actual report. I read over it very briefly. And uh, what's really leading them is AI. They said that they're really going to start the, the race to uh, chase down NVIDIA for a lot of chips and uh, a lot of things AI related. So that was a big driving force for AMD moving up today. Uh, I think we just looked at this one. When do we look? Yeah, we just bought this one on uh, week 43. So we bought this two weeks ago. Congratulations, guys, if you're following along with the investing challenge. Uh, thank you guys for voting for this one because I, I guess this uh, looks to be a, a solid play over the past two weeks. Uh, we might have trended lower in the meantime, though. So we, we might just be back up positive now. But uh, still, nonetheless, I think this one is still a, a value uh, when we bought it. And one that I think has a bright future in that AI race and in that chip space as well. So I'm glad we added that one. And uh, I did go ahead and add uh, Visa for week 44 on Monday. Added $200 worth of that. So thank you guys for voting for that one. Let's, uh, let's take a look at Visa while we're here uh, and looking at some investing challenge stocks. Uh, if you are new here, we've got the, uh, the investing challenge where I am taking $200 of my money. And buying, uh, you know, a little bit of stock every week based on the uh, poll results from uh, from this uh, survey or from this poll on either on Spotify or on Facebook, the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. Uh, Visa is trending up as well. We've got them uh, up about a one percent today, up to two hundred and thirty-seven dollars and fifty-seven cents, and one that I am just happy to add. Really, on any weakness, I think that this is a, a great company with solid margins, great business plan, and uh, I think that they're going to do well going forward as well. Uh, we've got uh, Toyota. They are looking to uh, invest about $8 billion and uh, about 3,000 new jobs at a battery plant in North America. So they are leaning into EV while a couple other manufacturers are kind of backpedaling, right? We heard uh, Ford is actually going to be cutting production on their EVs. I think the number was uh, like 30 some thousand dollars that they are losing on every EV that they make right now with the amount of money and CapEx that they are currently spending on developing uh, EVs. So that is certainly uh, painful. They had the UAW talks. Uh, I think we talked about this one, but uh, they did reach an agreement to uh, raise the pay of the workers, uh, of the union auto workers for Ford. I think everyone's pretty much been resolved at this point. There might be a couple outliers in this, uh, in this group, but, uh, it went up 25% over the next couple of years, 11% of pay raise immediately, which is going to be really tough for, um, you know, the, the automakers that are playing by these union rules to go ahead and raise pay while, you know, now they're having to cut production and I don't know that um, they're really going to be able to keep up. It, it looks like it's going to be a tougher market for them over the next 12 months. Uh, plus, you got to raise the the wages and uh, you're still fighting that EV battle 
where Tesla basically undercut themselves so they could get uh, uh, the tax credit uh, on the different uh, the Model 3s and the Model Ys. I think that was included into some of the other vehicles now. And uh, they don't have to play by the union rules. So I think they're going to try to limit uh, the competitors that are out there and then ultimately raise the prices back up when some of the tax credits uh, do go away. And uh, then they're going to be one of the fewer ones in that space and, and less options out there for other EVs. I, I know they're losing market share to other companies, but uh, I think they're trying to really do some some uh, loss prevention when it comes to um, you know some of the price points that they've lowered over the course of the year. So we definitely got that. Uh, another one that I wanted to cover was uh, Humana. And uh, they had an earnings beat as well. And ultimately, they are trending lower today simply for reaffirming the guidance that they gave uh, last quarter, right? They said that um, uh, the the profit margins or the, the earnings per share is going to be right where they anticipated it being uh, for the end of the year. And now they are down 5.5% today on that news. So they're down about $29, down to $494.48, which is definitely uh, painful, right? Like I said, there's a lot of companies that are reporting very good earnings, but then the guide isn't higher or it's not, uh, you know, just everything isn't such a perfect uh, clean sheet. They have one little thing where it looks like the, uh, the guide is, as expected. It's like, well, we beat, we should be raising, but we're not getting that raise on guidance. So they are ultimately selling off uh, a pretty substantial amount. So I definitely think that some of these companies that are, um, you know, having a good quarter are just getting punished. And I think some of those could be worthwhile to take a look at as to uh, some stocks that might actually be uh, ones that we want to look at and uh, actually start to purchase as they hit some of these 52-week lows or just trend lower. And, uh, you know, even Le Eli Lilly, I think they uh, they kind of trended a little bit sideways after. Uh, let me take a look here at Eli Lilly. I think that the upside on Eli is uh, about 13% to uh, average price of 631. And uh, over the past month, we, we kind of topped out at about 629. And now we're, uh, we're down to about 556. I still think that this is a great company. They are, you know, kind of leaps and bounds above other uh, healthcare or pharmaceutical companies this year. Where a lot of them, uh, I really anticipated that being a great year for them. A lot of them had uh, decent valuations, and uh, I thought the consumer staples and the healthcare names were going to do really well. But uh, overall, that index really is kind of flat. I, I think overall it might have been about a nine percent return on the year for for healthcare names. But uh, Eli Lilly was kind of the uh, the outlier there. Uh, they started the year. Uh, let's go back to February, or this one is uh, January thirteenth. I'm looking at a price point of three sixty one sixty two, uh, and as I just said, they hit six twenty nine in uh, the beginning of October, sitting at five fifty six. So this one definitely had a a great year on a lot of new uh, medications that were coming out, uh, but now has since trended uh, back downward. So again, if you were looking to get into some of these names, it might make sense to take a look as uh, some of them have really retraced some of the gains that they've had over the year. Uh, you know, Humanum or uh, Eli Lilly might not be the best because it's still up, uh, I don't know, 60% or something like that. But uh, Humana, let's take a look where they're at over the course of the year. 
and uh, and see where they are. Yeah, we uh, we started the year right around 484. We uh, we got up to a uh, price of uh, about 530. I'm going to call it down to a low of 424, but we're, now we're right back at five 495. So we're within ten dollars of where we started the year. And uh, not really much gain to be had here. So I still think if you're looking to buy into some of these, uh, there might be some some values that are out there that really haven't run with the rest of uh, some of the tech names or, or the magnificent seven names of the of the Nasdaq. So that's what I got there. Uh, we still are watching Bitcoin, right? We're still looking for the uh, the ETF to be approved. And uh, there's a lot of people coming back out with some revitalized interest in uh, in Bitcoin with the ETFs, with the having uh, supposed to be happening in April, where they're going to limit the amount of supply that comes out and uh, just how much uh, demand or actual supply is going to be out there. So we're going to kind of create more demand uh, simply by not having as much supply. And that is going to potentially raise the price of Bitcoin as well. We've got Bernstein coming out and saying that they're expecting the bull price uh, to get to about $150,000 through the next bull cycle uh, between, I guess, 2024 and 2027. And that would be a pretty substantial leap up from where are we? Around 34000 I'm going to call it right now. So definitely uh, a move up on Bitcoin. I don't know if you believe that one or not, but definitely some catalysts that uh, people think could get uh, Bitcoin uh, much, much higher from where we are here at 35000 and $30 at the moment here on crypto.com. Uh, if you do need help getting started, I do have some links in the description for uh, crypto.com, for E-Trade, for Webull, where we're doing the investing challenge, and for Binance. So please feel free to use my link if you are looking to uh, get an investing account going or if you're looking to uh, buy in on some crypto and uh, be ready for that having and for the uh, the Bitcoin spot ETF when that does eventually likely get approved. Uh, so that's what I got there. I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to take a look at the investing challenge and the stocks we're looking to buy for week 45. So stick around. All right, guys, if you are looking for some coaching help and want to get your financial picture in better view, uh, feel free to reach out and uh, let me know that you are interested in coaching classes here on Let It Grow Investing with me. And uh, I'd be glad to help you. We've got uh, five stocks we are looking at for week 45. But uh, before we get into those, please make sure that you like, subscribe, and share so that you do not miss any uh, future episodes here of the show. Uh, and uh, yeah, with that being said, let's uh, let's roll right into the five. Uh, number one, we are looking at Chevron, ticker CVX. Chevron currently has about 27.5% of upside and a 4.14% dividend. CrowdStrike, a ticker is CRWD. We've got about 11.74% upside on that one with no dividend. Coca-Cola, the ticker is KO, 13% of uh, upside and about 3.2% of uh, dividend. Albemarle, ALB, and uh, we've got 96% of upside on this one with a 1.26% dividend. And uh, rounding out the five for this week, we've got Amazon. Ticker is AMZN. And that has about a 30% uh, upside on the stock market price at the moment. So why am I looking at all these, right? 
Uh, that's the the question everyone wants to know. Well, number one, I'm looking at uh, an, a play in an oil and gas. They're doing uh, some buying. Uh, they're looking to grow as well. They're buying the Hess company for about $53 billion. So the stock went down on some of that news. We've also got some oil prices that are a little bit lower than where they were. Uh, I think if we start getting some more demand as rates come down, we're going to start to see oil prices go up. Plus, with geopolitical tensions, we've always uh, known that uh, uh, gas prices, oil prices are going to be very volatile with a lot of problems in the Middle East. So we might see some rise in prices from that. Uh, plus, we've got a 4% dividend yield, right? If we don't uh, uh, want to invest in the uh, in the bond market, uh, people are going to look into some stable, solid oil and gas names. And uh, CVX definitely checks the boxes for uh, a well-rounded, uh, full-service oil company that does upstream, downstream, everything else in between. And uh, I like CVX here. And uh, I like the fact that they're still looking to grow. So 27% upside, 4% dividend yield. Uh, that got number one for me for this week. Not in any uh, specific order. Just uh, that was happened to be number one for the week. Uh, number two, CrowdStrike. Uh, again, with a lot of geopolitical tensions around the world, uh, CrowdStrike seems to be like a staple in, uh, you know, in consumer safety anymore. All these cyber attacks and everything else, all the problems around the world, CrowdStrike is going to stop a lot of those. And, uh, you know, a lot of the cyber attacks uh, are basically at the point where we have to have uh, some sort of backup, some sort of plan for how we're going to stop these things. And I think more and more companies are going to lean on uh, outsourcing a lot of this problem uh, to some other companies that are tried and true. And I think CrowdStrike and uh, Zscaler uh, are going to be some of the main ones that a lot of people are going to roll into at this point in time. So uh, CrowdStrike got the nod for me this week. I think it was a little bit on valuation. Uh, plus, I've already got them in uh, the portfolio or in my portfolio and uh, definitely wanted to add to that position. So CRWD CrowdStrike is number two for the week. Coca-Cola, uh, ticker KO, consumer staple, right? I wanted a little bit more safety. If you're looking for uh, a stock that you know uh, you can buy and and leave it in your portfolio and kind of rest assured that things are going okay, uh, Coca-Cola is about as simple and safe as you can probably get. Uh, so we've got about a 3.2 percent uh, dividend yield on this one as well. So you're getting a little bit to uh, uh, you know have those gains slowly roll in. It's not going to make you a millionaire overnight, but uh, definitely nice to get uh, that three and a quarter percent dividend for holding on to this one. And uh, I think that their business is going to continue to grow, uh, you know, moderately over the next uh, few years. And I think that this one is going to be a very safe stock for us to add through any market volatility. So I picked KO for number three. Number four, uh, we're seeing a, a lot of problems in uh, energy and utilities and solar names. And uh, some problems in batteries. We heard that uh, orders from Tesla to Panasonic are down. So that was a reason that uh, Tesla was actually going down this week as well. We had a lot of problems with Enphase. Uh, we're looking at Albemarle for a lot of their battery tech, a lot of their uh, chemical exposure. Uh, very cheap stock when you're looking at the, uh, the PEs, their single digits. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a great value. But this one looks like uh, it is just getting punished uh, for being in that uh, individual industry when it's actually a pretty solid company, right? So we've got 96% upside on this. 
And uh, I believe that this one could certainly see a nice run up from here. I believe it's getting to an oversold uh, position. It's sitting at $120. The average price target from 17 different analysts is 237. So we've got uh, leaps and bounds of uh, of gains to be had here. Even at the low price of 155, we've still got about 28% of upside on this name. Uh, a small dividend of 1.2%, but uh, a company that I feel like we uh, could get into at the right price point. And uh, I think the downside is getting very limited from here. And uh, we're set the low for the year actually today. So if we can go ahead and get in this one and uh, hopefully start to see things start uh, reversing course, uh, I'd like to see this one kind of start to settle down and start trending sideways instead of making new lows. But uh, we've got a couple days left before we're going to be adding one of these five stocks to the portfolio for week 45. So that is number four, ALB for Albemarle Corp. Uh, number five, if you're looking for safe growth, uh, I think Amazon is a sell, uh, just a solid play here. Uh, ticker AMZN. They had a great quarter. Uh, they are silently becoming a big advertiser as well. But uh, AI and uh, web services are, are big growth drivers for them. The retail side of the business is obviously huge. But uh, some of these other things are growing at leaps and bounds ahead of uh, the actual retail business that they were kind of known and founded for. So they've got a lot of different things going on for them. I think that prevents a lot of uh, major downside by having so many different arms of the business. And uh, a lot of people think that this one should continue to go higher as well. As I said, this one's got about 30% of upside. We're sitting at 135. The average price target is 176. Uh, the high target being $230. That's about 70% up from here. And the low being 140, which is only about three and a third uh, percent up from here. I do think that the uh, the downside is limited to this one. I don't think that we're going to go crazy low on this one as they have so many different ways to make money. And uh, it is getting cheaper from uh, kind of a slowdown over the past year in earnings. And uh, we're going to start to see this one ramp back up if the uh, the trends and the, the numbers that they're forecasting are correct. So I am looking to get into this one before it really rallies higher. Uh, but that is the five that I've got for you this week. We've got Chevron CVX, CrowdStrike CRWD, KO for Coca-Cola, ALB for Albemarle, and AMZN. Please get your vote in on Spotify or on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. There is a link in the description. Uh, and I did go ahead and actually buy some uh, CVX this week myself. Just a quick recap of what I'm doing over here, what plays I'm making. Um, let's take a look. I did buy some CVX, some Chevron. I did buy some Albemarle. I bought some more Enphase. I bought some Altria for that nine and some change dividend there. Uh, this was actually last week. I did buy some Citibank and I bought some more uh, American battery uh, tech, ABAT, ABAT, uh, with buying some Visa back about a week ago at this point. Uh, some NVIDIA last week as well. Uh, so that's the kind of what I've got uh, that I added to. I'm just trying to take advantage of some uh, some prices that have come down pretty significantly over the past uh, couple weeks here. And that's all the time that I've got for you guys today. So thank you uh, very much for sticking around. If you uh, need to go ahead and uh, start an account of your own, please make sure that you use one of my links. 
And if you are uh, looking for some help from me, feel free to reach out on that coaching side of things to uh, get your financial picture in view. And uh, with that being said, thank you guys very much for stopping by. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.